time to get comfy. Uh, that'll take a while. Yeah. Tremmy again in about uh, four hours when I'm in my pajamas laying in bed. Yeah, really. I'll be comfortable then. I know. These yeah. shoes are killing me. They're like constricting my feet. You no, know, these pumps are just <laughs> making my dogs bark. I wear these shoes you. every day, but today they're bugging me. <laughs> Oh, man. So what's up? Not too much, Megan Paletti. I'm Jim Metzendorf or something. Yeah. Wait, how do we do that <laughs> They're again? They're novice 36. Uh, <laughs> how's that, how's that go? That was smooth, up. right? Yeah. <laughs> Did you notice that at all? Uh-huh. Oh, man. So I'm like, I don't know. I think I think I might be getting sick or something. I don't mm. know. Or maybe it's just allergies. This time of year, man. Yeah. I'm getting it it's coming up to the end of the semester and I'm just like I think I've senioritis. I always have it. Every time the semester's over, I'm like, get me out of here. <laughs> yeah. You know it's bad when the teachers have it. I know. Yeah. And I And it's true. It's a it's real thing. It's so true. Yeah. And it will never stop. I I one day I might work a job where I'm not on the academic calendar and that day that will be sad. That will be a sad day. There will never be an ending point in sight. You understand that, right? No, I know. Because it's like you never have something to be like, at least in a few weeks, we have a month off, you know? Right. Or summers are slower or whatever. Yep. I'm going to be sad if I only get two days off for Christmas one day. Yeah. <sighs> My God. Don't get a real Screw job. That. It's terrible. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We pretty much have the best setup. Pretty much. So, Low pay, no health insurance, but it's true. all right. We have the worst setup and the best setup yeah. at the same yeah. time. Yeah. It's fine. We so, have the best setup today why? because we have a podcast. Oh, yeah. I was and like, we're going to talk about <laughs> Indiana Jones. It's true. So last time we talked about Indiana Jones, it kind of went all over the place because of me. But um, but hopefully it'll be a, a little bit less all over the place this time. Hopefully. We'll see. Maybe. Jury's still out. Jury's out. Mostly because I haven't seen Temple of Doom in a really long time, and I didn't watch it mm. to do my homework. So That's all right. I blame myself. It's not a problem. Um, but, you know, we'll we'll get there. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah. So, I don't know. What are your opening ideas here? Do you want to start with Temple of Doom? Yeah, I, th- I think we should. Okay. And the, the first thing that I wanted to talk about and and I mentioned it to you when when we came into the booth before we started recording is how much I like the opening scene. Yeah. Which it's a musical number. Yeah. So that's pretty ballsy to you've got this big action franchise. Mm-hmm. A sequel is wildly anticipated yeah, by the, the masses. Yeah. yeah. And so people come into the movie theater and what do they get laid on them? They get anything goes yeah. in like a 1940s style mm-hmm. uh, musical. Yeah. Sung in Mandarin, no less. Yeah. It sounded like at some point she got into French. It was weird because I was trying to like, at first I was like, okay, this is Chinese. But then there were parts where she said words that were actually French words. But I wonder if like they just sound the same. They're, you know, similar sounding words. Right. But for a second there, I was wondering about what language she was singing in because it kind of seemed to go a little bit between a few different languages but it's probably all mandarin i've just never really heard mandarin sung like that before mm-hmm. so i don't know um maybe it's because she's obviously an english speaker. yeah like it's probably not really 
correct yeah. as much as it could be. It kind of reminds me of, um, in in a way, uh, there's this, oh, I forget what it's called, but uh, there's this English language Japanese hosted world news program on PBS. Okay. Yeah. So wrap your brain around that for a second. Let that sink in. English language. It's English. Japanese so it's hosted. It originates out of Japan. Right. And the hosts are doing Japanese and world news. They are Japanese, but speaking English. Okay. And it's just so weird. This really doesn't have anything to do with anything. It's popped it's in cool. my head. But do it. It's just weird because all of the hosts have these obviously extremely well-practiced news, American English news anchor accents. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, are they, do they sound like Ron Burgundy or something? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need to the guys, see that. The guys sound like Ron Burgundy and the, the women sound like that, Cookie Roberts or something. Yeah. I don't even know. Oh, my God. That's yeah. hilarious. I would love to yeah, see that. Yeah, it's good stuff. Oh man. Um So yeah, um like I said, Temple of Doom and me, I haven't seen it as much as the other two, but um Why do you think that is? I don't know. Cuz I think that's that is in itself an interesting conversation to have about Temple of Doom because I think honestly for most people that is their their least watched Indiana Jones movie and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull aside, probably like the least favorite. Certainly what I think with most people rank third in the original trilogy. Yeah. Because it's dark. It's, yeah, I think it's because, I don't know, like I, I think, and and maybe this is totally wrong because I haven't seen it in so long, but I think Last Crusade is like so much more fun than than any of the other ones to me. It's the the adventure is more like a mystery. I don't know. Maybe they're all like that, but right. for some reason, I just really like the setting of Last Crusade a lot, and I just kind of I just have seen that one way more than mm-hmm. the other two. Mm-hmm. Um, it could also be the fact that I and I. My nerd self doesn't really want to admit this, but I never owned these movies before. So I kind of caught them on TV more than anything. Mm-hmm. And I think they play Last Crusade the most out of all of them. Yeah. So this that's used to air, why. Last Crusade used to air like all the time, like yeah. on TBS. Yeah. Or, and like TNT what, or whatever yeah, other. Something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that might be why. I mean, same with like Back to the Future. Uh, that's one of my. I mean, I did own that movie, but um, I that's one of my favorite movies, and um, it's on TV like constantly. But it's always the first one. Like mm. maybe you'll see the third one, maybe, but I don't know if I've ever seen the second one on TV before. That's a real good point because now that I think of it, <clears throat> I've seen one and three way more of that trilogy mm-hmm. too. I don't even know if I could talk about number two as much. I know the plot of it. Yeah. It's my least favorite one of that trilogy, yeah. too. Um, but I'd, I've i seen it maybe, you know, three times. But I've seen yeah. the other ones like a gazillion times. Yeah. So. We should definitely hit those. Oh, we will. In a, we, could, we could do like an entire Back to the Future month. Yeah. But at the very least, we could watch the first one as part of a, of a time travel 
yeah theme themed yeah yeah i love that movie um but yeah i don't know what it is but i think i think maybe a lot of it sadly has to do with tv um i think that might be why so Mm -hmm. um and which is why i like i haven't seen him in so long because i haven't had tv since i graduated college so i haven't had it i mean i haven't paid for cable or watched cable except for whenever i'm at my parents house since like 2008 so Mm -hmm. like i haven't seen a lot of movies in a while right (laughs) because i don't go out and like rent them or buy them um but yeah so um i don't know you think that this is people's least favorite besides we're not even counting the crystal skull one i saw that in theaters we'll talk about it yeah later yeah um do you think this is people's least favorite I can't put it this way. I can't think of anybody that I know of that goes, oh, yeah, I liked Temple of Doom like more than Last Crusade. Or it's like, it's certainly not, it's my favorite Indiana Jones movie, but I don't even think it's anybody's like second favorite. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's got some good moments in it. The, the, the mine car chase. Is a really good action sequence. Like I said, I love the the musical opening. Yeah. But there's... I I, I think one of the big problems with Temple of Doom is... Well, for people people like my age or or younger people such as you, the, the whole... Uh, the the human sacrifice thing and the the ripping the heart out of the chest mm-hmm. it was creepy mm-hmm. it's scary and I know a lot of people that I've talked to say yeah like oh I don't I don't like Temple of Doom it you know because it's too scary it's got that scary stuff in it yeah and so that like one basically like that one instance. And then there's the chilled monkey brains. Ew, yeah, I don't even. Well, and yeah, there's maybe the, the my parents scene. wouldn't let me watch it or something. It could be. I don't even be. know. Maybe they just didn't like that one as much. Yeah, I mean, it's not really. It's also possible that I censored it for myself because as a young kid, I I was like mildly afraid of everything. So if there was a movie that I saw that I did, I was afraid to watch. I wouldn't. Yeah. I would freak out. Like even Jurassic Park when I was little freaked me out. You know, mm-hmm. like. And especially Lost World, for some reason, was, like, even scarier. I don't know why. But, um, but I, yeah, I saw Jurassic Park, like, once when I was a kid because I everyone was watching it in the living room. And then um, I didn't see it again until I was, like, older, you know. Mm-hmm. And I loved it now. But, you know, maybe that's why. Maybe I saw this one and was, like, too scared and kind of blocked it. I don't know. Right. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. I was a weakling. Well, I think... I I mean, it does suffer, I think, in a lot of ways from the classic sophomore slump sort of idea. There is an opening action sequence after the musical. Basically, they get into a fight in the club, and then there's the car chase scene, and we get short round for the first time. Mm -hmm. And we have to get them on an airplane so that they can go to uh, India, Mm -hmm. where the rest of the film takes place. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe part of the problem is that after that sequence, there's quite a bit of dry spell in the movie. 
Yeah. There's probably at least, I mean, I'd have to go back and time it, but there's probably a good 25, 30 minutes before anything substantial really yeah. starts to happen. That's a deterrent. You know, it's it's all, there's a lot of travel. Yeah. And then there's a lot of exposition, the the dinner scene. It's kind of long and drawn out. And then, yeah, you finally get into um, the assassination attempt and they find the hidden uh, the hidden door mm-hmm. on the statue. Yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so that's good for uh, for some <laughs> giggles when you're a kid. Yeah. Naturally. But. uh yeah, I mean, it takes a while to to get into it. Mm-hmm. And then once you do get into it, it's sort of this weird, like, cult, witchcrafty, voodoo yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. And it's not it's as... It's heavy. It's pretty heavy. It is heavy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's heavy and... Heavy. Because it's, it's really... It's really easy to get behind uh, fighting the Nazis. Exactly. This is exactly what I'm saying about Last Crusade. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, I can get on board with that. Like, right. This is a bunch of like a histor- the the historical part really interests me. Like, I, I find it. I find it. Um, it's almost like I don't know. It seems more. The Holy Grail thing, I mean, that's always an interesting story, you know? Like, anybody who is going on this quest to find this, like, legendary object like that, I don't know, it Just it's something more I can get a little bit more behind, especially when he's fighting Nazis to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Plus, there's the whole, like, Sean Connery and him, you know, comedy father and son thing. Right. Um. So, I mean, that's always fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's there's just a lot of stuff. I I like Temple of Doom. Don't don't get me wrong. But the other thing too is it gets heavy because of the the occult stuff. But then you have this theme of like uh child enslavement and that's kind of a kind of a big thing to digest. Although it is kind of nice when Indy helps them free Free all the children that have been captured. Yeah, see, I'm just, not remembering like any of this that you're talking about right now. I have to be honest. It's just not super. It's just not super relatable. <laughs> not not yeah, that finding I mean, the, the Ark of the Covenant or the or the, yeah, but the still, Holy Grail are, but still, but even still, it's more like I don't know. You don't have to wrap your head around it as much, right? With those. You're just kind of like, ooh. And plus, like, I think I mentioned this the last episode, how the religious part of it interests me. Like, I I find it more relatable, you know? Yeah. I think growing up, like, that to me was more like something that I could understand, you know? Yeah, Um, Yeah, I mean, theology is very interesting. And, And granted, yes, what they're talking about with the thuggy cult and stuff like that. Yeah, that is, is actually theology, just not yeah, yeah, um, yeah. kind of what we're yeah, more like familiar I didn't, with. I didn't know anything. Still. Yeah, it was stuff that I felt more like I could 
I could understand what they were trying to find, yeah. you know, and it was like they don't talk about Shiva and uh, parochial school. That's kind of the problem. Well, actually, we took a world religions class. So yeah, we did learn about. That. <laughs> um, so, I mean, don't I? I think, uh, I think Willie Scott's kind of a problem in this film too. Oh yeah, because she's not. She's the love interest who is not a love interest. Mm-hmm. She is basically annoying the hell out of Indy from moment one in this film. Yeah. Pretty I... much until the very end where it's like, oh, well, we made it, so I guess we should kiss. But there's really no... I know. I kind of felt no that way about her, too. I remember that feeling that way about her being like, oh, really? What? Yeah. <laughs> where did that come from? You know? Yeah. Like, it just had to happen. Cause... Yeah. She was there. She doesn't, she never really has, she never really has this moment where she comes into her own and helps save the day or there's, there's no real like turning point Yeah. with her. Yeah. She, there always needs to be that like, and not just. I mean, I feel like everyone needs to have some sort of turning point. Every character needs to have some moment, you know, where they somehow change, mm-hmm. you know, or like for the better or worse, you know, like it's it's somebody will always either snap and get like worse, and become more of a horrible villain, or they'll somehow, you know, convince you that they're good, you know, and then I, I think maybe she just lacked depth, you know. I don't know. Yeah, no, that that makes perfect sense. And yeah, she just she never really has that moment as a character. Mm. Um Now, I like Short Round. Yeah. I really liked Short Round in this movie and I think part of that was probably because I was roughly you know, his age at the time this came out. He was like 10 years old or whatever. Mm-hmm. And but that's I'm sure to a lot of people an off-putting thing like you have Indiana Jones on these uh, adult adventurer yeah. doing this serious stuff and he's got a kid sidekick in I, this movie. I, what? I tend to get really annoyed by kids in movies like mm-hmm. when they don't belong. Right. Like in this case. He just kind of is why is he there? <laughs> Oh, I think he belongs. I don't know. I feel like when you're watching a movie where there's like the one random kid, he's just put in there for some sort of effect. Well, but I I think that's all of that's very valid and fun. I disagree. I I think that Short Round is used to very good effect in this film because what he does is he helps demonstrate that Indiana Jones is – a character who is sympathetic towards children, Mm -hmm. at least to an extent. So when he gets captured and he has to, they have to free like all the slave children, Mm -hmm. then it makes for some nice moments with that. Could they have done the film without him? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you're right. But uh, I liked him. Yeah. I mean... Again, I'd have to rewatch it. Yeah. I think I'd probably get annoyed. Now, the thing, though, is like you get. So one thing to mention about Temple of Doom, mm-hmm. 
is that it takes place before Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like two years. I think it's like 1934. That's always interesting that they did that. Uh, Raiders is set in 1936. So it feels to me like, especially once we get to Last Crusade, like we're short round. Yeah. You know, it. short round should at least have been mentioned. Like, then he oh, been short rounds but then in he, college now. He would have been whatever. mentioned in... Um, in yeah, I mean, Raiders. you can't retcon him into Raiders, obviously. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I if he know. was missing from Raiders, then he was probably out of touch yeah. by that point. They lost; they weren't pen pals anymore. Yeah, they lost touch. I just feel like they should have been. Yeah, it's one of those things again where, like, I wonder if he was writing it as he went. You know, right? Like with the whole like Luke and Leia thing. Yeah, it's like okay, you could have thought of that before. Yep. Um, but. Yeah, I think it's cool that they do the the second movie taking place before the first movie because it's kind of like you wa- you go back and you watch Raiders and when he's his um like Professor Jones persona, mm-hmm. you're like, you've been through a lot and I know it now for sure because I've seen it all. You know, right? It's just kind of I don't know. It's kind of a cool thing that they do that second because it puts a, another level on the first movie. You know, that you didn't know when you watched it in the first place. Mm -hmm. So it's cool. Yeah. And it does. It does help us understand that this is going to be a smaller, less epic film than Raiders. Yeah. Well, how so? What do you think? Well, because it's not. What there what happens in this film? I thought we had talked about this as a foreshadowing thing, like last week maybe but um it's the plot of this film isn't the world is ex- is at stake yeah it's just this that's true cult we thing didn't talk about this that's going on and and their the mission is to save the children and restore prosperity to the village yeah yeah we did not talk about this but that's yeah. true yeah i that's true because you know you tend to get like storylines where like um it's always an apocalypse you know and so that's true you kind of get that sense from the beginning that this one isn't really like that yeah yeah so i think by by having it take place before raiders that kind of helps take away the sting of we saved the entire world from the nazis and now we're just going to have this kind of random like, thing, kind of like comparatively lame side adventure. Yeah. 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 And then like go back to the Nazis. Right. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. It's like, wait. Well, I mean, if the Death Star works, what do you do? You build you another Death Star. Do another Star. one. <laughs> so I guess we'll put, we'll put the Temple of Doom to, to rest. Yeah. We can Doomed. do that. Yeah. That's cool. All right. Cause I, I feel like, a jerk for not watching it again. That's all right. Your, your, you say your that, but I know you is, don't mean no, it. No, no, no. It's fine because your viewing is a your lack of viewing is is a reflection of how I think most people generally feel about the movie, which is yeah, they've seen it a couple of times and yeah, not super duper into. It's like thanks for bailing me out there. It. I look at it the same way of like, uh, people get all wrapped up. Because all the all the Marvel stuff is like super popular these yeah. days, and like 
Star Trek is popular again, and they get so emotionally invested and and worried. They get stressed out about, well, is this going to be any good? On the you know, they're going to ruin my childhood, or you know, whatever. And the way I kind of look at it is like, hey. It's Indiana Jones doing Indiana Jones stuff. Yeah. I I like Indiana Jones. Yeah. And cool. Yeah. 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 So I don't feel super mega bummed about it or super mega stoked about it. Just sort of like there's indie doing indie things. And you can never have too much of that. Well, you can if you make the Crystal Skull. So, well, okay. All right, let's talk. Let's talk. Last Crusade. Okay, and then we'll 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 wrap it up with Crystal Skull. Okay, all right. Last Crusade is a movie. It's a film, <laughs> motion picture. Yep. And um, I don't know. Now I feel like under pressure to come up. Approximately with two thought. hours. Yeah. Um. So the whole like, okay. So how do you feel? I've been talking about this whole like father son thing. How do you feel about the fact that they brought his father in? Like, there. I think maybe it could be kind of perceived as jokey. You know, it is. I mean, like too much. Like why? Why? It is. In yeah. a, like the Ewoks. It, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sean Connery is the Ewoks right. of Indiana Jones. <laughs> That's kind of true. Um, did you know that he did a narration when he was younger for uh, Britain's Young Person's Guide to the Orchestra? I didn't know. There's a recording of it out oh, there. I'll and it's look for that. amazing. Yeah. Because he's basically like percussion, you know, and he, he does his whole <laughs> thing and it's just like, oh, my God, it's so cool. You have to see it. Okay. I mean, listen to it. Anyway, um, yeah, he is kind of like the Ewoks. Yeah. Is that how you feel or do you, do you like him? I mean, how do you feel about Ewoks? Oh, how do you feel about, I mean, we've talked about Ewoks. I like but, the Ewoks. Yeah. I think Recap. the Ewoks, I think the Ewoks are perfectly fine. Yeah. I, by the same token, I think Last Crusade is perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it immensely. Mm-hmm. The challenge is how do you give people more of what they want but then you have to try and add new twists to it. Yeah, make it its own movie. And somehow. also make it maybe a little bit more accessible mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's actually exactly what we see mm. with Last Crusade. Because, okay, here, here we are with the Nazis again, with a religious artifact again. Yeah. And... So that's like those aspects of it are like that's the new Death Star. Yeah. That's how you build the new bigger, more powerful version of de- of the Death Star. So you're you're kind of riffing on those same those same concepts. Yeah. And to really stretch this analogy because you're actually pretty dead on with it is you need Ewoks. Yeah. And because the Ewoks make it more fun, a little more family friendly. Yeah. And how do you They're how furry. do you do that? You give us Indiana Jones's dad with some fur on him. With some fur. Cuz he's got a beard and, and right. some hair. Right. And the hat. Yes, I agree. I made that up and I agree with it. Well, you made it up and you're a genius. I it spewed out. Yep. Um it's kind of true. I mean, and it's funny because I feel differently about the Ewoks 
than I do Sean Connery in this movie. Okay. I like Sean Connery's role better than I like the Ewoks, I think. Okay. Because I think that the cool part about his role is that it ties in with Indiana Jones a lot, like in his past. You know, you learn more about where he gets his adventure from, where he gets his adventurous spirit from. And you kind of learn a lot about the dad because he's like his his journals and his research and like Indiana Jones is trying to finish it and all, you know, like get it, you know, find the Holy Grail, literally. And um, so I think it has a little bit more of like a um, connection to the to the franchise. Yeah. Totally. Than the Ewoks do. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But I like, I mean, we've talked about the Ewoks before. <laughs> I love the Ewoks. I'm not one of those people that's like, eh, Ewoks, ew. Like, how could they even put some cute furry things in the movie? But, I mean, I think, admittedly, they are more random than, you know, they're they're yeah. a little bit more, like, contrived. But I'm all for some Ewok action, you know, blowing things up and whatnot. Yeah. Shooting things. Yeah. Making cute little distractions. So cute. Yeah. There's some booby traps. <laughs> A little Ewok booby traps. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I, I do like the whole father-son thing, but it does get kind of irritating sometimes. I well, know. I think I think it comes pretty close to the line between... Between adding some comic relief mm-hmm. and maybe going too silly yeah with it it kind of it teeters on that line a yeah. little bit a little yeah. bit now the ser- the serious aspects of the relationship i think those are those add tremendous value to the plot of the film yeah but yeah the the comedic stuff is uh yeah it, it it's almost crossing a line there but but really if you think about it that's not just because of Sean Connery's character we get a lot of that from Marcus and Sala too yeah it's true Marcus yeah yeah it's true um which it, it was fun to see him out in the field yeah after after raiders he's just this guy who's like the dean of the school or, you know, dean of the department or whatever. Right. You don't really know him at all. Yeah. yeah. And to get to know him a little bit more is is really is really good. But, uh, you know, it's like the, the, the scene with, with Marcus I like a lot. Which scene? Is the one where... Uh, I forget exactly where it takes place in the film, but Indy's basically saying to the bad guys, Marcus has the book and he speaks a dozen dialects. He knows people in every major city mm-hmm. and with any luck he's got the grail already yeah and then it cuts <laughs> it cuts immediately <laughs> to him in a marketplace i guess in yeah. cairo or wherever it is i forget going hello does anybody speak english here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's now funny. that's funny that <laughs> was really good that is awesome yeah he is, uh, yeah <laughs> yep 
Yeah. I think like one sidebar here. When when films and TV shows started taking advantage of the whole cut to next scene thing, things got really pretty good, I think. I always I love those. Like I love when it's like somebody's talking about the person in like a totally different way and then it cuts to them doing something really stupid. Right. Yeah. It's always it always makes me laugh. Yeah, people use that all the time in yeah. comedy. Sometimes now. they go a little overboard, yeah. like Family Guy, right. for instance. Well, they do all that stupid non sequitur yeah. stuff. But Whatever. I'm such a weirdo. I hate all the shows that everyone else likes. But uh, You're not alone on Family Guy. What? I mean, it's stupid. I mean, yeah, it's made me laugh before, but anyway. When Family Guy has a plot, just to finish that thought, because yeah. it's a good sidebar. Yeah. When Family Guy has a plot, yeah. it actually is really good. Yeah. But when it has virtually no plot and it's just... Like increasingly pushing the button of can we be almost offensive? I don't how, personally get however, offensive, but yeah. how far can we push the envelope? Then yeah. it's just kind of dumb. Yeah, whatever. Yep. Agreed. I hate anything that does that. Um, so yeah, I I think Marcus is he's gr- he, he's a little bit crazy. Yeah, it just <laughs> I don't know. it's a little bit over the top. Yeah. After he's, he's more over. Yeah. The, I mean, with him and Sean Connery in the same movie right it's a little bit too much yeah they could have put him in like a different one excuse me i have the hiccups um what else about this okay how about the the uh elsa schneider yes yeah elsa i love that name that's actually a name from a wagner opera um anyway uh she, what about her? I dislike her. Okay. But I like her hair. Let's just. Yes. Yeah. Good hair. She's got like the cool 40s thing going on. Yeah. But yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Jerk. She, but you know what? When you first saw this movie, did you think that she was going to be a Nazi? No. Can't say as I did. I don't think I did. I mean, I yeah. didn't predict it. So. Yeah. Give her credit. It for just that. gets it gets fishy when uh, when you have the reveal that she slept with both of them. Oh yeah. Then it's like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. That it was like, uh-uh, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? Well, although if she was a spy, yeah, yeah, you would. That's the fishy part, right? You're like, eh, she's trying to get something. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. What else? I feel like I'm not on my A game the past few weeks. Well, this, this is with this podcast. In this movie we have and life. We have the two main bad guys are their twist there's twists with them. Right? Because Elsa turns out to be a Nazi. Mm-hmm. And then um uh Walter Donovan like the the rich art collector guy, yeah. he turns out to be a Nazi sympathizer as well. Yeah, and so, but it's it it just shows like I mean with him, it was just greed, you know. Right. Like I mean, he was obviously like a horrible sense yeah, of I mean, morality. He didn't really but care where which way the wind blew. But... Yeah, he wasn't. I think he just kind of was in it for himself. So right. it was just yeah. all about the greed. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of it, it's interesting I guess then because you you kind of don't have 
one particularly strong villain. That's true. At all in this movie. Except Hitler. Except Hitler. <laughs> that scene with Hitler <laughs> is pretty awesome. Yeah. I love that they threw that in there. Yeah. Um it's got the perfect Harrison Ford like confused face yeah. and panicked face. Mhm. He always does the same face for that. Um I just I love that. Yeah. Any movie that features the good guy dressing himself in the bad guy's clothes mm-hmm. to sneak through the bad guy's operations. Right. I like it. I'm yeah. good with it. Yeah. That's, no, that's good <laughs> it's stuff. It's always fun. I mean, it's always fun to know there's like a laundry cart somewhere or a dead person you can create. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, just just figure out a way it's to... It's good information yeah. to kind of like file. It's good to know. And you know what? Away. I always wonder how they get the right size. Well, there's a bit in Raiders of the there Lost is. Ark where he, guys, right. he takes the guy's clothes that's and they're right. way too small. Yeah, yeah. That's a good. That's a yeah. good. That's a good one because you see that too often and you're like, okay, you know what? <laughs> that would not fit you. Yeah, but it does because this is a movie. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just like this movie a lot. Yeah. Um, I I, I think my favorite part is just. When he starts going through um, to get the the grail, like when he's when his father is like shot or whatever, mm-hmm. and he has to start, I always like that part. It's like puzzles he has to go through, and they're always really, I get into it every time. Right. I'm like, Doc, mm-hmm. <laughs> run, just jump. It's okay. Yeah. <coughs> well, what's neat about that is that that echoes back to the opening scene of Raiders, mm-hmm. but. But amplified. Yeah. You know, like even more of that. Yeah. Avoid the booby trap. Yeah. And it's and it's cool because does he have a journal in Raiders that he's following along with? No. 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 So this that that's why this is cool too, because he has like clues that his father figured out. Yeah. And so he has to like he has to interpret what his father did and not die, you know? Or get trapped in there forever or whatever i don't know but yeah. um yeah i always like that and when i was little man the part where he like walks over the um the little bridge that looks like it's not there mm-hmm. i would i was always like when i first saw that i was like whoa that's so cool <laughs> like i thought that was the coolest little like booby trap ever invented i mean the little the the swords or whatever that come through Nah, been done before, mm-hmm. you know. A pathway that finds itself in the right. air. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, good optical illusion. Yeah, I liked it. I always sure. that that's that totally explains it cuz I totally loved optical optical illusions when I was a kid. Like Magic mm-hmm. Eye and um all the different like optical illusions that you always see. Okay. Well, there was, you go. I was probably pretty pumped about that part because yeah. of that. But I like the opening scene of of Last Crusade with River Phoenix as young Indy. Did you ever watch the Young Indy series? No. No? What was that? You're not familiar with it? No. There was a Young Indiana Jones television series. When? In the 1990s. Oh, I was busy watching like Sailor Moon during that time. Okay. (laughs) Um, But that that would be worth checking out sometime. That's cool. There's some episodes of it. What's it called? It's called The Adventures of Young Indiana Jones. 
That sounds a little familiar. Yeah. Was that around the same time that that Hercules show was out? That was in the 90s, too, I think. Yeah. Roughly. There were a lot of shows like that around that time. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Is it any good? Who plays him? There's three different actors who play him. Oh, because it, like it takes place times? in in three different time frames, and depending on the episode, that's cool. You get different time frames. That's there's cool. like there's like the the ten year old version of him, and then like the fourteen or sixteen year old version or something around mm-hmm. there, and then like the twenty year old version. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. How many seasons was it? Um, I forget exactly. It ran. It was one of these things where. It ran over the course of several years mm-hmm. and, you know, it was probably like a couple seasons worth, but they, what they would end up doing is they would take uh, several episodes and then repackage them together as like these uh, movies sort of thing. Yeah. So they'd like take 10 year old indie episode and then glue it to 20-year-old indie episode that was somehow tangentially related hmm. and then make it into like this 2-hour thing. Cool. Yeah. That sounds it's like something neat. I would And really there was watch. there was one episode where uh, Harrison Ford actually does a cameo. Really? As as indie. Yeah. Dude. And it bookend he bookends the story uh as indie, and I remember it was a big deal at the time, and remember seeing it at the time. Oh and he God. he always encounters like these famous people in his travels. Like, wait, what's it called? Uh, the Adventures of Young Indiana Jones. Okay, I want to look at yeah some of this. Yeah, and so there's there's an episode where he's hanging out with Ernest Hemingway. Oh, cool! In fact, I think that's the episode. <laughs> oh, where he yeah, makes or the Young Canada. Indiana Jones Chronicles. Duh. Oh, okay. Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Wait, it says the series was re-edited into films under the title The Adventures of Young Indiana. Oh, okay. So you're not wrong. Okay. You're okay. You you were kind of right. Kind of right. Um Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's fascinating. So it was 3 seasons. Yeah. That's awesome. I totally want to watch it. I wonder if it's like in the library. I've never seen it before. I'll bet you they are. But What's kind of cool about it is from a technology point of view and like a history of Lucasfilm point of view is that production of these were were kind of the precursor and helped set up how they ended up filming the Star Wars prequels. Yeah. They were using early uh, CGI to like digitally enhance sets and stuff like that in a lot of these episodes. Yeah. So like digital uh matte paintings That's and extensions cool. of sets stuff yeah. like that and uh have you ever seen radio land murders no it's another george lucas executive produced film that came out a couple years before hmm. the special editions i did and not he did a ton of that stuff that. with it but i did not know anyways that. indiana jones chronicles yeah i totally want to see worth it checking out um i just i'm like getting sucked into the wikipedia page yeah I'm going to close it now. Um, that sounds super, yeah. something that I would really like to see. Cool. So anything else to say about Last Crusade? We should, if not, then we should probably uh, briefly address yeah, Crystal Skull. Yeah. Um, okay. 
Well, the only other thing I would say is um, that I loved that old knight that guards the Holy Grail. Right. I like him. Yeah. He was cool. He was like covered in cobwebs because, you know. <laughs> yeah. He was there a long time. Yeah. Um, end of comment. So the next movie that we should address. And, and okay. Let me, because I've been kind of like sighing every time I mention this movie out of despair. But the truth is I liked the movie up yeah. until the end. Okay. I thought it was a pretty decent movie. That's fair. I mean, it was a it was a good, fun thing to do with my family. We went to it in theaters, and you know, it was cool. And then the aliens happened at the end, and I was like, "Siri, I was in the theater. I think I might have actually been like, really, like, hmm. <laughs> I what? Come on, please interject with your okay. response." My problem with the movie actually has nothing to do with the alien reveal at the end. I hate that part so much. My biggest problem with it is the dumb reveal of Marion. Oh, yeah. In this movie. Yeah. Okay. And I know that this is a nitpick, but it's such a glaring thing. Like, do you really mean to tell me that... uh, Shia LaBeouf, Mutt Williams, comes to Indiana Jones, need help finding my mother. What's your mother's name? Mary Williams. Well, there's a lot of, I've, there's been a lot of Mary's kid. Yeah. Which is a funny line. Yeah. But like, you mean to tell me that they, they like hop on a plane together and however long that flight takes, however much time <laughs> they spend together, Indiana Jones does not think, professor of archaeology <laughs> does not think to, to ask just a few qualifying questions. Yeah, like, okay, so what does she like, look like? <laughs> so who did you what say this is do? again? <laughs> Let me just get on a plane with you. Let's yeah. just hang out. I don't even know you. And, like, not figure out <laughs> That's who good... it is. Yeah. It would have been... And, like, and it's ultimately, it, it doesn't been, matter. It would have been equally as good if it was like, it's Marion. And he would have been like, oh, no, let's go. And then they could have gotten out better. of the Yeah. It, it would have been better. Sense. He still could have gotten to the to the plane. It still would have gotten in there. It would have progressed the plot just as fine. Right. They had to have like a yeah. crazy gasp moment. That yeah. For no really. reason. For a dumb reason. Yeah. That's so For a true. dumb reason. That is so true. Yeah. Oh my god. Um yeah, I I just the plot of the movie was pretty cool. I mean, I I liked the the crystal skull thing. I mean, that was cool. But and that's like a legend that, you know, has been in a lot of different things. But um you know, the alien I don't I don't understand the alien thing. Well, I think a lot of people would be more forgiving of the movie had the reveal at the end not been so explicit. What do you mean? Meaning, had they left it more vague yeah. as to whether or not like, it was aliens? Like there's not I a UFO it, appearing out of the sky, right. like landing right in front of them? Yeah. If the UFO doesn't take off at the end, yeah. and there's some other like vague yeah. resolution, I think people would have find, found that more palatable. I agree. But the fact that the thing does fly Turn off on. at the end... Yeah. <laughs> 
is a big WTF moment. <laughs> I know. It was so stupid. I just, yeah. when I saw it, I was like, oh, God. Like, it's just like, no one stands there and has that happen to them and just is like, whoop, another day at work. You know, like, that's just, right. there would be government there. There would be crazy, like, I don't know. There would just be, there would be more of a, of a hubbub happening. Yeah. You know, there's no, that's just not realistic. Even if it's aliens, I know aliens, like, however we picture them are probably unrealistic. Um, but this was just stupid. And, like, it kind of just seemed like a way to end the movie real quick. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. But I agree. If it was more, like, is it aliens? Or like you saw maybe like something rumble at the very end or something. I don't know. That would have been cool. But this was just a little bit too much. Like you're saying, I'm saying everything you said over and over. So just stop me. No, no, it's fine. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. Um, The other thing that I hear a lot of people groan about in, in crystal skull is the, the beginning scene where he survives the atomic blast by getting into a lead-lined refrigerator. Oh, yeah. Come on. It's, I mean, it could have happened. It could Maybe. I don't know, know How you that. can do that without... Well, the lead protects you. Yeah. And I so mean, that's valid, but it, it the was question... Valid. <laughs> the legitimate beef is how do you survive... Like the radiation. rust. Well, no, no, because the lead protects you from no, the radiation. No, I mean, but you, you can't... You'd have to stay in there for like a month. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. There's the fallout issue. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's like, well, how do you physically survive being thrust like a mile or miles and yeah. then landing? You would be a puddle. And not be, yeah, yeah, a puddle. Yeah. The thing that I remember thinking when I saw that was like, okay, you're breathing in radiation when you open the fridge. Come on. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of action movies that have sequels suffer from this stuff because it's always this question of, how do you top the last thing you did? Yeah. Well, here's my question. Are they planning on making more? There was talk of them doing like it... maybe one more. Yeah. But I, I think at this point, uh, I, I, I don't think it's going to happen because... Because of Star Wars. Well, because of Star Wars, but more importantly, George Lucas has has retired. Yeah. He sold Lucasfilm. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like this is why this is why I'm asking is because it just seemed really random for them to do like a fourth, I an- think like another. Done. Yeah, like yeah. why did they even bother doing it? I think I think well, I think they were going to. I Continue. think they were oh. going to do more. Yeah, and because they're all just getting too old. Yeah, and because the fourth one didn't go over super well, they probably got together. At one point, and just we're kind of like, yeah, we're yeah. good. Yeah, we're good. We did. We got together. We got the band back together, and we yeah. played our reunion concert. Yeah, and it sure was fun. And yeah, yeah, we're good. Uh, true that. Harrison Ford's getting weirder though. Yeah, like the older he gets, like the more oddball he seems. He kind of is getting goofy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. One of our our listeners commented on the whole men's ears grow and their nose grow. Oh until yeah, the yeah. End of Michael chimed time. in on that. I yeah. remember that. Yeah, he he said that women's 
uh, nose and ears also continue to grow. Yeah. So take that, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Not the only freak. Yeah. Um, was it Michael who said that? Yeah, I think it was Michael Bartholomew. Yes, it was Michael. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was an Ohio person. He lived. I've never met Michael, but uh, he oh, yeah, lives yeah. down in Columbus. That's cool. So he's like our uh, local, Ohio local fan. Local fan, kind of local. Yeah, localish. Um, I spend time down there, so it's local to me. Yeah. Well, yeah, local to you. We've been getting some some great interaction with some of our yeah. listeners, so that's yeah, we awesome. Have great and fans. I'm yeah, you so should happy continue to do that. that, people, because we really like talking to you. Um, you know, we we're on Twitter a lot, so if you if you want, you can contact us there at yeah. Neuronovice, or you can contact us separately. I'm at Megan Paletti. Yep. And I'm Jay Metzendorf on Twitter. And uh, we we do this every once in a while, but I'll go ahead and throw out the, the challenge right now, the request. If you like the show, tell a friend. Yep. Uh, I'm not even going to bug you for an iTunes review today. Yeah. Although those are super helpful. Those are actually arguably the best way. To get more people to listen yeah. is to leave a, a review if you enjoy the show. But just like tell a pal. Yeah. Tweet tweet uh, a, one of your Twitter homies mm-hmm. and say, hey, check out the show I listen to. Put us on a Follow Friday. Yeah. That would be cool. Follow Friday. Yeah. Do That's it. That's a splendid idea. Yeah. That would be great. We would really love that. Yeah. Because we just want to nivisify more people. Yeah. You know? That's what it's all about. It is. That's what it's all about. So, hey, we, we are going to take the week off for Thanksgiving. Yes. I was starting to get the Jones for uh, Thanksgiving dinner Oh, man. Today. I, I started I getting the Jones like for Thanksgiving at, in, in like October. I was just yeah. like, okay, bring it on. Did I tell you that my sister bought a turkey fryer? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, we're gonna, man. <laughs> we're going to cook two turkeys this year. Oh, my God. We're gonna do. We're gonna do a fried one and a traditional oh, one. Don't catch the house on fire or the yard or anything. Uh, we won't. Yeah, be careful. Um, we'll be safe. I want to make a pie. I started doing that last year. I made a pie last year, and I'm gonna make it a tradition now. Awesome. Because my mom makes everything from from scratch. So, um, I don't know what kind of make. What should I make this year? Because my mom usually covers the basics, so I okay. have to kind of go like. She said maybe apple because she said she never does a good apple pie. She's never made. It. She said her the apples get soggy every time. Pecan. She makes pecan pie. Oh, really? Yeah, and she's, okay. she makes a really good one. So I want to do something like a new recipe. Rhubarb. I've never had rhubarb pie. Yeah. Maybe sweet potato pie, but it's kind of like and, pumpkin and, pie, and, and pumpkin pie is way better. Yeah. Apple pie would be good. I need to like make a. I need to get a good recipe for it though. Like you need, yeah, get a recipe. Yeah. And you need you need to make one of those apple pies that has. The the strips yeah. of crust. She on like the, top. the way she normally she doesn't do strips, she does like a flat, you know, like the whole blanket of it, but then she cuts out parts of it. So like she actually has a little apple cookie cutter. So she like makes the whole cover and, you know, pokes it with holes so that it doesn't explode. But then she also cuts out an apple in the middle of it. But I'm making mine at home, so I don't have that. So I need to I've never done the strips thing. Mm. That would be cool. And yeah. I could maybe put some sort of like crunchiness on top. I don't know. I gotta figure it out. Yeah. Dude. Dude. I want stuffing. Mm. Indoor or outdoor stuffing? Oh, both. I like yeah. the indoor. Mm-hmm. You kidding me? What? Yeah. You can't get Some any people better are than not that. into that. I, they're not my friends. <sighs> Some people don't eat meat, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm either. okay with that. But no, I'm kidding. That's fine. I eat no, the meat. Fine. Yeah. 
And the turkey is good meat. Yeah. So we'll be back in two weeks. Yeah. And at that time, we will have another Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if you happen to catch... I haven't... As, as we recorded this, uh, there was a new episode last night that was loosely a tie-in to Thor The Dark World. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. And there's some good moments in that episode. So yeah. we'll have that and another episode or two to talk about that. And mm-hmm. we'll see... We'll see where it goes, and then uh, we'll also reveal our theme for December. Mm-hmm. For the Thember. The Thember. The Thember at that Thember time. The Thember theme is lift. Yeah. <laughs> so, but thanks for listening. Thank you. <laughs> thanks, Megan. Okay. <laughs> see you later. We'll catch you later. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>